Section six of the Adventures of Paddy Beaver. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Leader. The Adventures of Paddy Beaver by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter nineteen. Paddy and Sammy become friends. Paddy the beaver floated in his pond and grinned in the most provoking way at Old Man Coyote, who had so nearly caught him. Old Man Coyote fairly danced with anger on the bank. He had felt so sure of Paddy that time that it was hard work to believe that Paddy had really gotten away from him. He bared his long, cruel teeth, and he looked very fierce and ugly. "'Come on in! The water's fine!' called Paddy. Now, of course this wasn't a nice thing for Paddy to do, for it only made Old Man Coyote all the angrier. You see, Paddy knew perfectly well that he was absolutely safe, and he just couldn't resist the temptation to say some unkind things. He had had to be on the watch for days lest he should be caught, and so he hadn't been able to work quite so well as he could have done with nothing to fear. And he still had a lot of preparations to make for winter. So he told Old Man Coyote just what he thought of him, and that he wasn't as smart as he thought he was, or he never would have left a footprint in the mud to give him away. When Sammy Jay, who was listening and chuckling as he listened, heard that, he flew down where he would be just out of reach of Old Man Coyote. And then he just turned that tongue of his loose, and you know that some people say that Sammy's tongue is hung in the middle and wags at both ends. Of course this isn't really so, but when he gets to abusing people it seems as if it must be true. He called Old Man Coyote every bad name he could think of. He called him a sneak, a thief, a coward, a bully, and a lot of other things. You said I had warned Paddy that you were trying to catch him, and that was why you failed to find him at work at night, and all the time you had warned him yourself, screamed Sammy. I used to think you were smart, but I know better now. Paddy is twice as smart as you are. Mr. Coyote is ever so sly. Mr. Coyote is clever and spry. If you believe all you hear, Mr. Coyote is not of the kind. Mr. Coyote is stupid and blind. He can't catch a flea on his ear. Paddy the beaver laughed till the tears came at Sammy's foolish verse, but it made old man Coyote angrier than ever. He was angry with Paddy for escaping from him, and he was angry with Sammy, terribly angry, and the worst of it was, he couldn't catch either one, for one was at home in the water, and the other was at home in the air, and he couldn't follow in either place. Finally he saw it was of no use to stay there to be laughed at, so, muttering and grumbling, he started for the green meadows. As soon as he was out of sight, Paddy turned to Sammy Jay. "'Mr. Jay,' said he, knowing how it pleased Sammy to be called Mr. Uh, "'Mr. Jay, you have done me a mighty good turn to-day, and I am not going to forget it. You can call me what you please, and scream at me all you please, but you won't get any satisfaction out of it, because I simply won't get angry. I will say to myself, Mr. Jay saved my life the other day, and then I won't mind your tongue. Now, 
This made Sammy feel very proud and very happy. You know, it is very seldom that he hears anything nice said of him. He flew down on the stump of one of the trees Paddy had cut. Let's be friends, said he. With all my heart, replied Paddy. End of chapter 19 Chapter 20 Sammy Jay Offers to Help Paddy Paddy sat looking thoughtfully at the aspen trees he would have to cut to complete his store of food for the winter. All those near the edge of his pond had been cut. The others were scattered about some little distance away. "'I don't know,' said Paddy out loud. "'I don't know.' "'What don't you know?' asked Sammy Jay, who, now that he and Paddy had become friends, was very much interested in what Paddy was doing. "'Why,' replied Paddy, "'I don't know just how I am going to get those trees. Now that old man Coyote is watching for me, it isn't safe for me to go very far from my pond. I suppose I could dig a canal up to some of the nearest trees, and then float them down to the pond. But it is hard to work, and keep sharp watch for enemies at the same time. I guess I'll have to be content with some of these alders growing close to the water. But the bark of aspens is so much better that I—I I wish I could get them. What's a canal? asked Sammy abruptly. A canal? <laughs> Why, a canal is a kind of ditch in which water can run, replied Paddy. Sammy nodded. I've seen Farmer Brown dig one over on the green meadows, but it looked like a great deal of work. I didn't suppose that anyone else could do it. Do you really mean that you can dig a canal, Paddy? Of course I mean it, replied Paddy in a surprised tone of voice. I have helped dig lots of canals. You ought to see some of them back where I came from. I'd like to, replied Sammy. I think it is perfectly wonderful. I don't see how you do it. It's easy enough when you know how, replied Paddy. If I dared to, I'd show you. Sammy had a sudden idea. It almost made him gasp. I tell you what, you work and I'll keep watch, he cried. You know my eyes are very sharp. Will you? cried Paddy eagerly. Oh, that would be perfectly splendid. You have the sharpest eyes of anyone whom I know, and I would feel perfectly safe with you on watch. But I don't want to put you to all that trouble, Mr. Jay. Of course I will, replied Sammy. And it won't be any trouble at all. I'll just love to do it. You see, it made Sammy feel very proud to have Paddy say that he had such sharp eyes. When will you begin? Right away, if you will just take a look around and see that it is perfectly safe for me to come out on land. Sammy didn't wait to hear more. He spread his beautiful blue wings and started off over the green forest straight for the green meadows. Paddy watched him go with a puzzled and disappointed air. That's funny, thought he. I thought he really meant it. And now off he goes without even saying good-bye. In a little while back came Sammy all out of breath. It's all right, he panted. You can go to work just as soon as you please. Paddy looked more puzzled than ever. How do you know? he asked. I haven't seen you looking around. I did better than that, replied Sammy. 
If Old Man Coyote had been hiding somewhere in the green forest, it might have taken me some time to find him. But he isn't. You see, I flew straight over to his home in the green meadows to see if he is there. And he is. He's taking a sunbath and looking as cross as two sticks. I don't think he'll be back here this morning, but I'll keep a sharp watch while you work. Paddy made Sammy a low bow. You certainly are smart, Mr. Jay, said he. I wouldn't have thought of going over to Old Man Coyote's home to see if he was there. I feel perfectly safe with you on guard. Now I'll get to work. End of chapter 20 Chapter 21 Paddy and Sammy Jay Work Together Jerry Muskrat had been home at the Smiling Pool for several days, but he couldn't stay there long. <laughs> oh, my, no! He just had to get back to see what his big cousin Paddy the Beaver was doing. So, as soon as he was sure that everything was all right at the Smiling Pool, he hurried back up the Laughing Brook to Paddy's Pond, deep in the green forest. As soon as he was in sight of it, he looked eagerly for Paddy. At first he didn't see him. Then he stopped and gazed over at the place where Paddy had been cutting aspen trees for food. Something was going on there. Something queer. He couldn't make it out. Just then Sammy Jay came flying over. "'What's Paddy doing?' Jerry asked. Sammy Jay dropped down to the top of an alder tree and fluffed out all his feathers in a very important way. "'said he. "'Paddy and I are building something.' "'You? <laughs> Paddy and you? <laughs> "'Paddy and you building something?' Jerry laughed. "'Yes, me,' snapped Sammy angrily. "'That's what I said. Paddy and I are building something.' Jerry had begun to swim across the pond by this time, and Sammy was flying across. "'Why don't you tell the truth, Sammy?' and say that Paddy is building something, and you are making him all the trouble you can, called Jerry. Sammy's eyes snapped angrily, and he darted down at Jerry's little brown head. It is true, he shrieked. You ask Paddy if I'm not helping. Jerry ducked under water to escape Sammy's sharp bill. When he came up again, Sammy was over in the little grove of aspen trees where Paddy was at work. Then Jerry discovered something. What was it? Why, a little water path led right up to the aspen trees, and there at the end of the little water path was Paddy the Beaver hard at work. He was digging and piling the earth on one side very neatly. In fact, he was making the water path longer. Jerry swam right up the little water path to where Paddy was working. Good morning, cousin Paddy, said he. What are you doing? Oh, replied Paddy. Sammy Jay and I are building a canal. Sammy Jay looked down at Jerry in triumph, and Jerry looked at Paddy as if he thought that he was joking. Sammy Jay? What's Sammy Jay got to do about it? demanded Jerry. A whole lot, replied Paddy. You see, he keeps watch while I work. If he didn't, I couldn't work, and there wouldn't be any canal. Old Man Coyote has been trying to catch me, and I wouldn't dare work on shore if it wasn't that I am sure that the sharpest eyes in the green forest are watching for danger. Sammy Jay looked very much pleased indeed, and very proud. So, you see, it takes both of us to make this canal. I dig while Sammy watches, so we are building it together, concluded Paddy with a twinkle in his eyes. I see. 
said Jerry slowly. Then he turned to Sammy Jay. I beg your pardon, Sammy, said he. I do indeed. That's all right, replied Sammy airily. What do you think of our canal? I think it is wonderful, replied Jerry. And indeed it was a very fine canal straight wide and deep enough for paddy to swim in and float his logs out to the pond yes indeed it was a very fine canal end of chapter twenty one chapter twenty two paddy finishes his harvest sharp his tongue and sharp his eyes sammy guards against surprise if twere not for sammy jay i could do no work to-day when Sammy Jay overheard Paddy the Beaver say that to Jerry Muskrat, it made him swell up all over with pure pride. You see, Sammy is so used to hearing bad things about himself that to hear something nice like that pleased him immensely. He straightway forgot all the mean things he had said to Paddy when he first saw him, how he had called him a thief because he had cut the aspen trees he needed. He forgot all about this. He forgot how Paddy had made him the laughing-stock of the green forest and the green meadows by cutting down the very tree in which he had been sitting. He forgot everything but that Paddy had trusted him to keep watch and now was saying nice things about him. He made up his mind that he would deserve all the nice things that Paddy could say, and he thought that Paddy was the finest fellow in the world. Jerry Muskrat looked doubtful. He didn't trust Sammy, and he took care not to go far from the water when he heard that Old Man Coyote had been hanging around. But Paddy worked away just as if he hadn't a fear in the world. "'The way you make people want to be trusted is to trust them,' said he to himself. "'If I show Sammy Jay that I don't really trust him, he will think it is of no use to try and will give up. But if I do trust him, and he knows that I do,' He'll be the best watchman in the green forest. And this shows that Paddy the Beaver has a great deal of wisdom. For it was just as he thought. Sammy was on hand, bright and early every morning. He made sure that Old Man Coyote was nowhere in the green forest, and then he settled himself comfortably in the top of a tall pine tree where he could see all that was going on while Paddy the Beaver worked. Paddy had finished his canal, and a beautiful canal it was, leading straight from his pond up to the aspen trees. As soon as he had finished it, he began to cut the trees. As soon as one was down, he would cut it into short lengths and roll them into the canal. Then he would float them out to his pond and over to his storehouse. He took the larger branches, on which there was sweet tender bark, in the same way, for Paddy is never wasteful. After a while he went over to his storehouse, which, you know, was nothing but a great pile of aspen logs and branches in his pond close by his house. He studied it very carefully. Then he swam back and climbed up on the bank of his canal. "'Mr. Jay,' said he, "'I think our work is about finished.' "'What?' cried Sammy. "'Aren't you going to cut the rest of those aspen trees?' "'No,' replied Paddy. Enough is always enough, and I've got enough to last me all winter. I want those trees for next year. Now I am fixed for the winter. I think I'll take it easy for a while. Sammy looked disappointed. 
You see, he had just begun to learn that the greatest pleasure in the world comes from doing things for other people. For the first time since he could remember, someone wanted him around, and it gave him such a good feeling down deep inside. End of chapter 22 And end of section 6 And end of the adventures of Paddy Beaver Recording by John Leader, Bloomington, Illinois